let's get it started. So I have two very special guests on the What Let's Go podcast today, Emma and Stella. Now you might be wondering who these girls are, and actually we've never met, but we're meeting right now. And there's kind of a super cool story. I'm going to let them tell the story, but the reason why we wanted to do this is because it is Easter. This is the Easter episode. And last year at Easter, a really cool thing happened um, that Emma and Stella are going to share in just a second. But why I wanted them to be on is because I think that their story represents so many people's story last year and also so many stories to come. And I'm so excited. Their their life makes me excited. You guys make me so stoked. Um, and just reminds me what everything's all about, what podcasts are about, what YouTube's about, what all this, what we can do with it whenever we're we're just willing to go out and use it for a positive thing or preach the gospel. So with all that um, to say, Emma and Stella, I would love for you to just tell the listeners how you got on the podcast. Tell us your story backing up to last Easter. Okay, so last Easter, the week of Good Friday, I remember just kind of feeling the presence of Jesus and like really wanting a relationship with him. Um, prior to that, growing up, I went to church, but after, like before high school, like I stopped going. And so then this Easter on Saturday, I was scrolling through Instagram and I followed Sadie and I saw her post and I was like, I had no idea what Passion City Church was. And I was like, okay, maybe I'll watch. And so then the next morning on Easter Sunday, I got up and I like, I remember like I got dressed for church, but I like sat in my bed and I like tuned in and I just remember like just getting chills on my body and like when Pastor Louie was speaking and then you talking about how Jesus is the vaccine to like our pandemic and he really was. He was the vaccine to like my pandemic and my life. Wow. and I remember when it was finally finished, when Tim led like the end prayer, I like started just bawling, like crying because mm-hmm. I just was like felt Jesus so much. And I texted wow. my friend, um, my best friend actually, and I said, um, Jesus has saved me. Wow. And we actually just like looked at those texts the other day because we're like, this is so crazy. That is like, so here. cool. Yeah. Come on, that's incredible. Okay, so <laughs> where does the story continue? How did how did you come to, you know, you hearing about what happened in your sister's life and maybe didn't you kind of find Jesus too? Yeah, so it's kind of crazy too because um right like Emma came into my room like after she watched it cuz she watched like the morning version and then I was already planning on watching the other one cuz I actually watched one of your TikToks and I was like, <laughs> "Oh my gosh, like I'm going to watch this because Sadie's speaking there. And, like, I started to watch it. And one, like, the story that pointed, like, that was really cool to me was, like, when you spoke at, like, the juvie and, like, that girl that became saved. And I was like, this is possible for me, too. Wow. And, like, it was all, like, crazy because we all became saved on, like, the same day. And you talked about how Jesus was coming into, like, everybody's homes Mm. and, like, just from death to life and all that. And, like, I was like, oh, my God, that's, like, possible for our family and myself. And then... Yeah, and then, like, after that, me and my sister just, like, we're in each other's rooms, and we were like, oh, my gosh, let's get Bibles. Let's, like, start, like, <laughs> learning, and it was so cool because, like, I know, like, all me and my sister and my brother, like, just all 
that day we're like we're gonna have a relationship with Jesus wow and your brother that's so cool come on you know what I love about your story is that on this day like y'all both took the gospel personally and I think that's what we all have to do in our life like I love how Emma you said it became like my vaccine you know for the pandemic and you said wow this can happen for me and I think a lot of times you know people see people have these radical transformations with Jesus and they think oh that's good for them but that could never happen to me because dot 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 or because I haven't been in church or because I have gone too far or because that's just not for me but when you open your heart to it you see that the gospel is for everyone Jesus is for everyone and so I love that on that day it was like something just sparked in your family's life and I think it will be forever changed generations will be changed because of that my grandpa my dad's dad, he was like not a Christian at all. He was a wild man. Okay. And, um, you know, years went on and he was, he owned a bar. He really had an alcohol problem. He was an angry man and just really not living a good life. And somebody came in, a preacher actually came in specifically to talk to him because his sister was worried about him. And that day, my grandpa accepted Christ. And had he not, like, my dad would not be the man that my dad is. My dad would not be a great Christian man. And then we wouldn't know God. Like, you see just the generational effect of one person taking Jesus personally into their hearts. And so I know that's going to be true for your family. And I'm excited for that for y'all because we've seen the fruit of that. Um, so what's life been like since the past year? I mean, obviously things are so hard because just because you give God Jesus doesn't mean everything gets better, but what's it been like? Um, for me, I honestly don't really like, I can't like wrap my head around like my life before Jesus, before like Jesus came into my life. It's like crazy. Like I can't believe like I lived without him. Hmm. Um, but I've kind of just been pushed to like have relationships with people that, also love God and like push myself to like influence other people um so I know me and my sister both started a snapchat story like a private one and so like more than 90 people joined from our school and we just like talk about God and you know share the bible on there and it kind of like gets people to talk to you and like people sign up that I have never talked to in my life so forming relationships with people um, that Jesus has kind of like, I guess, impacted my life because he's like put people, pushed people, pushed, pushed me towards people. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. You know what I love about this too, I just had to point out is that so many people want to harp on social media for being like terrible. And yes, it can be terrible, but like, that's really our fault for making it so bad, you know, but look at this, like, First of all, you see on Instagram that I'm going to be speaking at Passion. You see on TikTok that I'm going to be speaking at Passion. Y'all watch probably on YouTube, Passion. And then y'all start a Snapchat of literally like helping people know Jesus. So I'm just saying like this just shows that there is a light that shines in the darkness and the darkness cannot extinguish the light whenever you shine it. And y'all are such an amazing testimony of that. Stella, what were you going to say? Um, I couldn't agree with my sister more because like, I was about to say like people are signing up on these stories and just like I love like talking to people that also have a relationship with God and they like always talk about how like recently they are focused more on their relationship with God. And I just think that's like, I also agree with the part where she's like, 
you can't really imagine your life because like I don't really know like what I thought about like what I was like what was my goal in life before that because now my goal is for eternal life with God in heaven and just like being there and like I don't really know what it was like before that and especially with my Snapchat story I think it's so cool when people side up and they're like I'm growing my faith Mm -hmm. and this is so cool like and I'm just like, oh my gosh, like I want to talk to you so much because I want to help you because I would have, like we had a person from Passion fr- talk to us, Britt, and she was so helpful and we had so many questions and that's just like what I want to do for other people because that helped me a lot when I, because we were confused, or at least I was yeah. when I first got into it because I was like, of what course. am I getting into? Yeah. So, yeah, that's like that's my so cool. goal kind of. Y'all, I love summertime. It is my favorite season and I'm so excited to jump back in. We are approaching the best time of the year. But no matter what your summer looks like, KiwiCo invites kids and kids at heart to enjoy their first summer adventure series. Kids can receive six hands-on science and art project kits over six weeks, no matter what their age is, with enriching activities that accompany each project. KiwiCo has something for everyone with different topics for each age from space to dinosaurs and so much more. I am so excited about the summer series. We actually are getting this little driver that I know Haven is going to love because it's a little steering wheel and she loves anything active and also a little like neighborhood fun one where they have a water paint thing, which is so good because it's not going to make a mess and Honey is so into painting right now. And painting with a three-year-old, yeah, that's just hard. So I'm excited for the no mess. KiwiCo offers kids a chance to get outside and explore screen-free with projects like the Bottle Rocket Kit from the Summer Adventure Series. They can turn the outdoors into a playground of learning and fun. Every Summer Adventure Series with KiwiCo is a personalized experience that includes real engineering, science, and art projects. And you'll be impressed with how high quality all the materials are. Everything we've gotten from KiwiCo has been absolutely amazing and such high quality. I know sometimes it can be hard to find creative, engaging ways to keep your kids away from the screens and just having fun, but KiwiCo does the legwork for you so you can focus on spending fun and quality time tackling projects together. The KiwiCo Summer Adventure Series is personalized to your family and can be received all at once or weekly for six weeks, depending on your schedule. If you like it all at once, that's great, or space it out a little bit. Build the best summer ever with KiwiCo. Get 20% off your summer adventure series at kiwico.com slash sadie rob summer that's 20 percent off your summer adventure at kiwico k-i-w-i-c-o dot com slash sadie rob summer You know, I love it because a lot of people think, you know, when they give their life to Jesus, they're like, now what? And I think they get overwhelmed thinking, okay, well, now I have to do something big. I have to go dramatically change everything. But uh, I heard this said the other day that obedience is a natural response from the gospel. Whenever you really understand the gospel, you hear the gospel of Jesus, like you just start to obey him. And the thing is, you don't have to do anything crazy. You just use what you have. Like God always uses what people have, you know, and even just like when he met the woman at the well, Jesus talking to this woman at the well, and then she just goes back and just tells the story that she has. That's essentially what y'all are doing. You're like, this is what God did. I have a Snapchat account. I am a follower of Jesus. I'm a Christian. I'm going to use this, what I have, to bring glory to him. And I think that's incredible. You're just showing people that you can use whatever you have, your story, your voice, your resources to get the word out there. Um, and it dramatically changes people's life. So I love how you brought up that Brit, I think it was, who you said it was, yeah. how you yeah. talked 
lot to her. And actually, I met her at Passion this past year, and she told me that she was connected with y'all. And I was like, that's so cool, because everybody at Passion like loves y'all's story. And so I've been excited to get to chat with y'all. But tell me a little bit more about what that looks like, because I think this is a key part um, that people miss whenever they first become a Christian. They don't follow up with a conversation with somebody. And then they're just like you. They're like, I have no idea what I'm doing. And that's whenever people kind of just like backslide. But what did that look like for y'all? Um, so like we it was like the texting where you like texted like, I don't know, a number and like Britt respond to mine or like it was after a little bit, but like, yeah, we like started talking and like I had questions. We kind of just introduced like a first call. And then like I was talking about like my siblings and then that's when Emma, we like both talked to her. And awesome. I think it was like, we had like simple questions, but like it was the fact that she was interested really like put it there. And do you yeah, remember I, any of the questions that y'all had? Not to put uh, you on the spot. <laughs> Oh, I remember I asked, um, like, how to read the Bible. Yeah. Um, But it was, like, no question is a crazy question. Yeah. And, like, that's why I love she was so welcoming. The whole Passion City Church was so welcoming. And I think that's where we felt so comfortable and, like, safe. It was, like, safe environment. Like, nobody's going to say anything about, like, what I actually remember kind of like two questions. Awesome. We like another one of ours was you were just wondering like what do like the difference between like Catholic and like Lutheran and all of that because we didn't we didn't really yeah. know. I mean I didn't know and also like I was never baptized so I was asking you is like that a problem like is that like something that like I need to rush into but like what really helped me is she like told me that like you don't you like find the right church you just find the right moment that you want to get baptized yeah that because that was like my biggest thing I was like oh my gosh like am I allowed to do this because I wasn't baptized so I was like oh no (laughs) no that's so real though like those are real questions that I feel like a lot of people wrestle with or struggle with but the difference between most people and what y'all did is you just asked and you know I think that if people would ask the question and also if Christians would be more willing to listen and hear people out and speak to that it would be we'd see a huge change in a lot more people there doesn't need to be any shame in asking those questions you know and so I love that. Actually, after y'all get off, Christian's going to come on and try to answer some of those questions for people and help lead people to just understand the gospel if they never understood it before. Because Easter is the biggest representation of what we believe. I mean, you know, we believe that Jesus died, he was buried, and then he raised on the third day. And Easter is that reminder to us. We have Good Friday, and then, you know, on Saturday it's a little quiet, and then boom, here comes Easter, the resurrection. And um, you guys have experienced that in y'all's life, and it's incredible. Is there anything that you'd want to say to people who are listening who, you know, might have been where you were a year ago, before you saw the passion message, before you met Britt, before you walked in, um, you know, I think there's a lot of teenagers and young adults and really of all ages who are sitting out there in the same position. Anything you want to encourage them with? Yeah, I would just say just do it. Like, it's something that's always kind of been in the back of my mind, like wanting a relationship with Jesus. And it's always going to be in the back of your mind until you do something about it. So I would just say, just do it. And when Jesus saved me and my sister, my brother, it's 
not only a promise of that day, but it's a promise of every single day that you have that right. he will love you. That's right. Come on. Good word. It's like, it's like <laughs> Nike. Just do it. <laughs> yeah, like I agree with her. And like one of mine is just like just talk to somebody because they're, they'll give you a lot of clarity and just like good. kind of like help you guide your way because it can be confusing. And like, again, just do it. Like yep. just like talk to somebody and just like have your questions because that was probably a big part of like how we got into it was just because we had someone to talk to it's so good come on y'all are wells of wisdom how old are y'all by the way emma how are you i'm 17 i'm 14 what in the world y'all are like so wise but you know what people say that to me sometimes they say that i'm wise beyond my years but i think that's what jesus does i think what the holy spirit does he just like gives you wisdom and places and spaces that um you wouldn't have it without him, you know? He really is, like, your guide. He's the lamp that lights your path. And so I'm so, y'all, I'm so fired up. Y'all's story makes me so excited. Emma and Stella, you guys are incredible. Your family is going to be so blessed from just the decisions that you're making. And I'm excited for your brother, too. Thank you all so much for uh, coming on the podcast. The day that you took the ACT, that still shocks me. Uh, <laughs> what a day of pressure. <laughs> I was sitting feel like pressure, and y'all just feel um, so honestly proud of where y'all are at because I'm super proud for my sister, a sister from afar for you guys. And um, excited to see where your life takes you. I'm just so excited. So thanks so much for being on the podcast. And it was so nice to meet you via uh, our little FaceTime. Yes. <laughs> yes. Thank you for having us. Yes, yep. We all have a good one. Tell your family I said hi. Okay. Bye, Sadie. <laughs> bye. <laughs> I just think that their story is so amazing. Mm-hmm. Stella yeah. and Emma just represent just anybody. Like anybody can have that miracle moment, that resurrection moment where all of a sudden they take it personally and say, you know what? I'm like dead and mm-hmm. I want to be alive. And Jesus is the way to that. Um, so I wanted everybody to have that experience. If you haven't ever accepted Jesus as your savior, if you don't even know what that's all about, if you see me talking about it and you know me as the Christian girl on Instagram, which people, people have said, have said about me, um, and you're like, what is she talking about? We want to give it a moment to just explain what we believe and what we have faith in in this life. And I couldn't think of a better person to explain it than my husband, Christian Huff. That so, is so sweet. I invited Christian on the podcast to share a little bit about um, our faith, what we believe based off of scriptures in the Bible that we really, you know, have taken to heart and put our faith in. Um, Also, just want to say that, you know, you might have never stepped in a church building before, and that does not limit you from being able to have a relationship with Jesus. You know, just because you haven't been in church, you might have never heard the Bible. If today for the first time you hear it and something you encounter Jesus, something in you wants to shift, something in you wants to change, mm-hmm. then this message is for you. Your yeah. relationship with Jesus doesn't have to do with how many, you know, checks off the little boxes of Christianity you've done. It has to do with your heart wanting a savior and Jesus being that, that man. And so uh, Christian, take it away. Yeah. Well, thank you, Sadie. My wife, that was such a sweet intro and super encouraging. Um, but yeah, so this is the Bible. Um, it is 66 chapters, and really the whole common theme um, of this story is that God loves us, and he is trying to reconcile 
um, us back to himself. And in uh, John, so John fourteen six, Jesus says. I'll back up just for just one second for those who really have never heard of the Bible. There's an Old Testament and a New Testament. So mm-hmm. the Old Testament, Jesus hasn't come yet, but clearly we need a savior. We need something to happen so we can get back to the relationship with God, our creator. So the gospel simply means the good news. And that good news is the story of Jesus. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Um, and like she said, so in John, so there's Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, those are the four gospels that start the new Testament. And, um, John 14, six, it's Jesus speaking. And he says, I am the way, the truth and the life. No one gets to the father except through me. So that's what we believe. We believe that Jesus is the only way and he's the best way, um, that, 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 that we can live our life for. Um, and first Corinthians, this is written by a man named Paul. You might have heard of him. He was once Saul. He was murdering. He was killing Christians. He had this radical life change. God blinded him. And then he just had this radical life change. And he's writing this letter to the, the church of Corinth. And he says this in 1 Corinthians 15, verses 1 through 4. He says, Now, brothers, I want to remind you of the gospel that I preached to you. So he's reminding them. He's reminding them of something. He's reminding them of the gospel. And like Sadie said, the gospel translated simply means good news. He hasn't said what it is yet, but we know that um, he's reminded them of this before. And we know that the gospel means the good news, which you received and on which you have taken your stand. By this gospel, you are saved, if you hold firmly to the word that I preached to you. Otherwise, you have believed in vain. So Paul is saying here that this gospel. This good news, this is what saves us. And he says that it saves you if you hold firmly to the word. For what I received, I pass on to you as of first importance. He's about to explain what the gospel is. That Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. That he was buried. And then on the third day, he was raised from the dead. So that's the gospel. The gospel translated means good news. And the good news is that Jesus died, he was buried, and he was raised. And it's good news because... His death symbolizes the forgiveness of sins for us. And his resurrections means that if we put our faith in him, if we believe in him, then we will be raised to live a new life with him. So in the Old Testament, we see a lot of sacrifices being made. And essentially what was happening was God is such a good and holy God. Mm -hmm. And when people would sin, like they couldn't go into the presence of God. Back in the day, it was the temple. Now when Jesus came, he now is the temple. He is the way to the Father, like Christian said. But in order for them to get back to God or get into relationship with God, a sacrifice had to be made. They'd have to kill an animal. That would be the sacrifice. Mm -hmm. And then they could go before the father but now jesus is the ultimate sacrifice so he sacrificed his life on behalf of our sin so that we could actually be in relationship with a holy god even though we're not perfect he is perfect and jesus makes a way for our sins to be cleansed so that we can be in relationship with god Mm -hmm. yeah that's so good yeah and the gospel compels us it compels us to want to live for more than just ourselves. It, it, it compels us to want to live for Jesus. And if you look in the book of Acts, this is um, a book and it is written right after Jesus ascends to heaven. So Jesus is crucified. He is raised from the dead. And then in Acts 1, he ascends to heaven. Then Acts 2, a man named Peter, you might have heard of him. He was a disciple. He was one of the 12 disciples of Jesus. And he stands up and he preaches the first sermon after um, after the resurrection. And he pretty much preaches the gospel. 
he calls out the men of Israel who crucified Jesus. He says that um, they, 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 you put him to death, but God raised him from the dead. And if, in a few verses down in verse 37, it says, when the, when the people heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the other apostles, brothers, what shall we do? Peter replied, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. So, so there's that word forgiveness of sins. And we know that we have that because of what Jesus did on the cross for us. And Peter says that for the forgiveness of our sins, if we repent, repent means to change, to turn. It means I was living one way and I'm going to change from that and I'm going to I'm going to diverge from that and I'm going to start living this other way. So that's like what Stella and Emma said with their story. They're like, I don't even know what life was like before Jesus because it's changed so much. And essentially what they're saying is I've changed so much. Mm-hmm. They repented of their sin. They said, I no longer want to live this lifestyle. I'm turning from my sinful ways. I'm turning from my fleshly desires and I'm turning towards Jesus. And I know that in that repentance, in that turn, he's forgiven me of my sins so that I can turn to the mm-hmm. Father. Yeah, and then he says, he also says, be baptized after he says repentance. And the word baptized just means to immerse. It means to to, to dip underwater. But the symbolicness of baptism, Paul explains it in Romans 6. Romans is another chapter in the Bible. Paul was writing a letter to the Church of Rome. And in Romans 6, he says that by being baptized, that's us reenacting Jesus, his death, his burial, and his resurrection. So, Imagine, so uh, for us getting dunked under the water, us being baptized, this is our old self. It, while I'm underneath the water, that's me being buried. And as I rise up out of the water, that's me living a new life. That's my resurrection. So mm-hmm. that's what Peter says right after Jesus ascends. He says, he calls the men of Israel out and he says, repent and be baptized. And so the amazing thing is, is her question was, do I have to be baptized? And she's like, do I have to? Can I be a Christian or not? And really just being a Christian, a a response of being a Christian is the want to be baptized. You know, Mm -hmm. Peter encourages us. Jesus says, go baptize people in my name, preaching to Mm -hmm. everyone about the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So we know it's something that the Bible, you know, wants us to do. It, It urges us to do. And it's because it's this public declaration that I'm no longer who I used to be. Like I am crucifying the old stuff. I'm going down and I'm being washed in my sin and I'm coming back up a new creation. So we talk about that a lot. There's an old self and there's a new self. Mm-hmm. And I know I can date back and say, listen, I was baptized. I was raised back to life. And so it's a public declaration. It's also for you to mark. It's a marker of your life to say, mm, yeah. hey, I'm, I'm a different person. And for people around you to see, I'm going to be a different person. Now, does that mean you're going to be perfect? No, it doesn't mean you're going to be perfect. But repentance is a constant thing. You don't just repent one time, get baptized, and it's over. I mean, there's a lot <laughs> of times. Is a daily, it's, it's a daily act. It's, it's a daily God, thing. I turn to you. I turn away from, you know, what the world offers me to turn to you mm-hmm. and walking that out with, with Jesus. And the amazing thing is, Christian talks about in Acts. Jesus had ascended, but Jesus said something really interesting in the gospels. He says, you, you know, I know y'all are sad that I'm leaving, but you should actually be glad that I'm leaving because who God is sending, my father is sending you is better that you're with, that he's here than, than me and who he was sending is the Holy Spirit. And so the Holy Spirit is that presence of God that walks with you, that dwells inside of you. And so whenever I might say I felt led Mm. by God, a lot of times it's me feeling led by the spirit of God. Who mm-hmm. lives and dwells inside of me. Yeah, that's so good. Yeah, and, and, and piggybacking off, off something you said earlier, there's a verse in 2 Corinthians that says, um, if we are in Christ, we are a new creation. Behold, the old has gone. Behold, the new has come. 
Um, and that's, that's, that, that's, that's our old life. That's our new life. That's us, you know, turning away from those old things. And then in Galatians five, that talks about that idea of crucifying the sinful nature and the sinful nature are the things that you did before Christ. And for us to put to death those things to, so that we may live a new life. And then, you know, with, with the Holy Spirit, and with the forgiveness of sins, that, that, that's where that fruit of the spirit comes in. That's where that love, joy, peace, patience kindness and then we get that with the holy spirit that's that's yep. the fruit that comes so out of our you lives. might have never heard what the fruit of the spirit is and the fruit of the spirit and that is that presence of god like i said that's in us the bible talks about that being love joy peace patience goodness kindness gentleness self-control what's that faithfulness mm-hmm. and so all of these things are the fruit of what happens in your life when the spirit is living within you. So people will say to me all the time, Sadie, how are you so happy? How do you have peace? How are you, you know, how do you have self-control? How do you have all these things? And the answer is because I have the spirit living in me and the spirit is that like mm-hmm. the spirit is joy. It is peace. It is goodness. It is faithfulness. It is self-control. It is all those things dwelling within me. And so that's what comes out now before Christ, whenever I was not inviting the spirit of God in me and I was inviting everything the world had to offer in me, the fruit of that was anger and jealousy and bitterness and all of these different things. Mm-hmm. And so I no longer wanted to live like that. And I knew that Jesus as a good, good, um, Jesus and his father, God as a good, good father loves me enough that he would die for me, forgive me of my sins and then send the spirit that I actually could have a life change. Mm -hmm. And so when people have a life change and they say that, and they've been resurrected by Christ, this is what all of that means. That's what the baptism means. That's what repentant means. That's what the fruit of the spirit means. That's what it means to go to old self to a new self. And you just really heard that through Stella and Emma, but we wanted to break it down so that you're like, hold on, what is this? We just wanted to share with you what it is, literally based off scripture, so that you have an understanding of what we are putting our faith in and why some things about our life might not make sense. We hope that this helps it make a lot more sense. Yeah, and when I made that change in my life, you know, in Romans 10, it tells us to confess Jesus is Lord. It says to believe it in your heart. So I think those are the steps. Confess that Jesus is Lord of your life repent for your sins change you know change from what change from what you're doing and and start pursuing god believe that in your heart believe what i said about the gospel or not what i said but what paul said paul said that that this is good news that this is the gospel that this is of first importance and that's that jesus died and was buried and was raised so believe that i encourage you to be baptized and just repent for the things that you've done wrong in your life and ask invite the holy spirit in mm-hmm. and you know live a new life And I'll tell you, people, you know, look up to me and Christian a lot and they say, I want a relationship just like yours, you know, or I want want a relationship that models something like yours. It's so inspiring. Y'all are so kind to one another. You have so much fun together. And I would just say, you're looking at two people who had major life changes because of God, because Mm -hmm. we took on that gospel and we believed it and we turned and we repented and we were baptized and the Holy Spirit came before we ever met each other. And had we not done that, me and Christian would not have the relationship that we have today. Mm-hmm. We we wouldn't have a relationship at all, like, because we were such different people and our old selves would have never made a relationship like this work. But in our new self, it is 
so powerful and it's a beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. And so I just say that to say, I think a lot of people have these questions for us on how we do certain things that we do or why we act certain ways that we act. And I, I mean, the only thing we can point you to is this, and it's literally what we believe in God and who he's been through us and to us. And, you know, Somebody said to me one time, I was um, sharing at a juvie center and we had been talking for, for months and I guess we did an eight week series, it's about two months and she said, you know, Sadie, this is all awesome. She said, it's great. So here's the thing though, I just cannot believe that God is real because I just can't see him. So that's it, period. Like I'm just not going to believe him because I can't see him. Well, interestingly enough, the six weeks prior to this, she had been talking about how much she deals with fear and anxiety and all these things, which I can relate to because I also dealt with fear and anxiety and all those things. And I said, you know what? That's interesting that you say that, that you can't believe in God because you can't see him. And I said, but I have a question for you. Do you believe in fear? And she was like, what? What do you even mean by that? And fear is believing that something has the potential to harm you. Literally, that's what fear is, believing that something has the potential to harm you. And so I said, it's interesting because faith is the same way. You have to have faith that God is potentially there to be with you, to to save you, to have heaven and an eternal life for you. And yeah, you can't see it, but that's what faith is, that you believe it. Or you cannot have faith in that and you can have faith in your other life in fear and you can believe that something will harm you and that life is going to be hard and everything's going to be bad and it's just never going to work out and you're going to live a life of anxiety living like that and I said so you really have to believe one thing or another and both of them you can't see both of them you can't really you know necessarily say why you believe however with faith we have a whole book written by multiple people with a lot of evidence that this is real but yes you do have to have faith because that is a part of it and with fear it's just living a lifestyle of believing something you can't see and it makes you miserable and she was like um okay wow (laughs) she was like yeah that that does sound pretty miserable she ended up giving her life to Christ the next week and I ended up baptizing her and giving her my Bible and I mean just seeing her start a new life was incredible and so I say that to say you know you might have built up things in your head as to why you don't believe in God but you never even read the scripture you never even thought about it you never opened up your heart to it and I would just say if you're drowning in fear if you're drowning in all of these things that are really hard and really sinful and really worldly, I would just say, hey, give Jesus an, a, a try because Jesus might be your only option. And he's your best option. And say it's not real, which I strongly believe it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, what? Are you going to regret living your whole life believing that there's a place beyond this that's better and that you're forgiven of your sins and you get to walk in love, joy, peace, patience, kindness? And the like number one command of Jesus is to love the Lord your God with all your heart and love your neighbor as yourself. Like you're going to live such a better life by the principles of this book Mm -hmm. so for me I'm just like it's a no-brainer you know people are like you're crazy I'm like how am I crazy like this is a no-brainer you know and so I have so much faith in God um it's unshakable at this point because you know once you believe in God and you start to see him in different ways 
um, people who say they can't see God. Yeah, I can't see God, but, but I also can't unsee the things that I've seen and experienced with God in my life. And that's enough evidence for me to hold on to this truth and this gospel and believe in, and believe in it. So mm-hmm. I hope that helps you. I hope you feel encouraged today. And I hope you have an amazing Easter and just know that there's so much meaning behind this holiday that we celebrate. It's not just a day you should just show up at church. Like, let this be a day that you actually encounter Jesus and get to know more about him. And Maybe it's the day that you go from dead to life. Maybe it's the day that you go from old self to new self. But just like those girls did, they got plugged in at church. Go get plugged in with somebody. Talk to somebody. If you want to get baptized, go get baptized. Go start your new life today. You'll never, ever regret the day that you did.